September 21st, 2018, what do you know, what do you say, driving with me to work, 7.14 a.m., Long Island, New York, and let's just get right to it, last time I was on this app, I was calling out the fish, squish the fish, I was so excited, two games later, two games later, and five days later, and boy, this Jets team... This Jets team has just ripped everyone's heart out. What a disaster. No point in even talking about the Dolphins game because it's just a continuation of yesterday. The Cleveland Browns. The Cleveland Browns, I was saying to everyone all week after they lost to the Dolphins, which I will say when I'm right, I'm right. When I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I was wrong. I thought there was no way the Jets would lose to the Dolphins. No way. Home opener. No way. The only thing that concerns me every day they go out there, even today, even Friday, the only thing that concerns me, whether they're practicing or not practicing, is that Todd the Turd Bowles is steering the ship. That is the only thing that concerns me, but the problem is that's the biggest thing. And sometimes when we get a win as a Jet fan, we're so excited. You got Sam Darnold, we're so excited. We try to overlook, and I continue to overlook. Todd the Turd and his ineptitude and how bad he is. My father-in-law, J.G. Jets, got it right. He can't get excited about this team as long as Bowles is the head coach. And it's true. Just look at the last two games. Just like, hey, listen, I was fired up for the home opener. I wish I was there even though it was a loss. Okay, because you go for all the other experiences, the barbecue, the tailgating. But, uh, I mean, let's face it. The penalties... The penalties, every game, win or loss, the penalties that rack up for the New York Jets, that is a sign of the coach. That is a sign of the coach and the management. And it's not just the coach. I'm going to tell you right now, this loose ship that the Jets have been running with Bowles and McCagnan, I don't know whose decision it is, Johnson, McCagnan, Bowles, I don't care, Johnson and Johnson, whatever Johnson it is, let me tell you something, it is not Working The eyeball test, it does not work. Robbie Anderson gets arrested, okay? Tells a cop for speeding that he's going to rape his wife. There is no suspension. There is no team penalty. There is no team fine. This guy is allowed on the field. Week one, he has done nothing but hurt us. And now you send the message to everybody else. You can't do it. You can't treat these guys differently like that. You can't treat them when it comes to something big like that. You can't. They have to be there, especially someone like Bowles. Someone like, you can't do this. Bowles walks into a room. Todd Bowles walks into a room to talk to a bunch of adult professional football players. Half of that room, if not more, is questioning everything he's saying. From his first word. Because he has no clout. He has no respect. He has no consistency. You take a guy. And I know I'm throwing a name out there. Like a Jim Harbaugh. Or his brother John in Baltimore. They walk into a room. Whether you agree with it or not. You believe in him. You believe what he's saying is a leader of men. We've been saying this. Since I started this podcast. A year and a half ago. 
Todd Bowles is not a leader of men. He is not. He never will be. Show me the number one defense this guy's ever had. I'm going to tell you right now, Rex Ryan. Rex Ryan blows Bowles away if we're going measuring them just from defensive coordinator to defense coordinator. It's not even close. It is not even close. And we got rid of Rex Ryan for this bump because they need to change it up and Rex's act got old in New York. Fine, whatever. I mean, you made the switch. You got to understand at some point, you cannot be afraid to make a change. More is lost by indecision than by wrong decision. And the indecision right now by management is not firing this guy. It was the mistake going into last year. It was mistake going into this year. It makes no sense. It is a lack of leadership from the top down, from Johnson. It's uh, Johnson and Johnson, whoever's making the calls. It is a lack of leadership. It is indecision. People cannot make decisions on this guy. And stop telling me that, you know, he's been recommended by all these other people. I do not care. He is not a Bill Parcells guy. We've made fun of that on this podcast and talked about it. What does that even mean? Oh, Bulls was a, he was a bull boy under Parcells? He wasn't Belichick. Okay? He wasn't a coordinator under Parcells. Sean Payton is more of a Parcells guy in New Orleans than Todd Bowles can ever dream to be. At least Sean Payton was a coordinator under Parcells in, in Dallas. So as much as I love Parcells, and there's some people who just love Parcells, and we want the Parcells coaching tree, let me tell you something. Todd Bowles is like, if that's a family tree, Todd Bowles is like the 10th cousin removed. I mean, it, it, there's no, the, the blood running through his veins, okay, and that family tree of the Parcells coaching tree is so damn thin, it can't even be picked up in one of these DNA kits, all right? He is not a Parcells guy. Don't tell me that Ron Wolf and all these other people are recommending him. These guys are out of touch. They're out of touch, okay? Again, with the trick plays. Gain seven, eight yards on a first down. Boom, trick play. What are we doing? What are we doing? But, you know, you know and I'm going to lose my mind during the season. I'm going to lose my mind during the season. Okay, and yeah, I amped it up and I talked it up because it was the home opener last week. But let, now, reality is set in. Reality is set in. I told you that, you know, you should enjoy the first three weeks. We're one and two. This is not getting any easier. This is not getting any easier. The only bright spot, and I know 15 for 31, he's not throwing downfield, blah, blah, blah. The only bright spot, and I got to tell you, I got to tell you, my gut feeling is that this coaching staff is going to fuck this up. My gut feeling, and my only bright spot is that Darnold has started this season. Let him get his game reps. There are times where he looks good. And efficient, and there are times where he looks overwhelmed. He's a rookie, guys. He's a rookie. And those people who didn't think Baker Mayfield was going to be ready, I know it's a small little, uh, you know, shot of adrenaline last night when he comes in for Tyrod Taylor, who sucks. 
Teddy Bridgewater's been in Tyrod Taylor just just as an eye-opener of where people should be on a depth chart. Baker Mayfield, I'm not saying he's the next, you know, Johnny Unitas, Brett Favre out there. But if you thought Baker Mayfield cannot play in the NFL, you haven't been watching college football. That guy's a leader. And you know what? He went number one. Jeff fans, me, Uncle Doug, Jeff fans who wanted Baker Mayfield. Okay, at three, we didn't have the choice. I'm happy with Sam Donald. That's not my point. But some of you guys, I don't know what you're looking at. Baker Mayfield can play in this league and win. Sam Donald can play in this league and win. But you have to surround them with the right people. Now, Baker Mayfield's in the same situation as Donald, where I think his coaching staff, his head coach is terrible. But the coaching staff, the assistants, Haley, Greg Williams, Jeff fans, think of this. Think about Todd Haley being the offense coordinator and Greg Williams being the defense coordinator. We might be 3-0. Despite the scores of the last two losses, we might be 3-0. But why don't we have Greg Williams? Why don't we have Todd Haley? For the same reason Todd Bowles has had to pick assistants from the Cleveland Browns, past assistants who weren't even like offensive quarterback, quarterback coaches. Bowl boys handling, you know, I mean, these guys, assistant special teams guys, what does it tell you? What does it tell you that after four years, this guy, even in his first year, his second year, when he's firing guys and making his staff his own, he cannot get someone to join his staff. Anyone with any credibility tells you one of two things. It tells you one of two things. I don't care what you're going to tell me. For Todd Bowles, not to get guys like Hanley and Williams on staff, tells me one of two things. Number one, these assistants who are worth their weight in gold, like the Hanley and the Williams, who are over on Browns, who have tremendous track records, who have Super Bowl rings, they know Todd Bowles sucks. And they do not want to take, you know, um, you know, direction from a guy that they know is awful. That's number one. That's number one. It's either that, that in the inner circle, behind closed doors, Todd Bowles is a laughing stock. An absolute laughing stock to professionals. It's either that or, and or it could be a combination, that Todd Bowles himself is so clueless, so clueless, that he knows if he gets a Greg Williams in there, Greg Williams could possibly be the next head coach of the New York Jets. That he knows his replacement would be on his staff. That he would actually be hiring his replacement. And I think that scares him. Todd Haley could be the next head coach of the New York Jets. Think about that. Think about that. And Bulls can't get them to work for him. You know why? Because Haley, when he goes home to his wife, it's like, I'm not going to New York. I'm not taking direction from this moron who doesn't know what's going on. Greg Williams, Super Bowl ring. He's like, I'm not listening to that guy. You want to see a defensive coordinator? You watched Greg Williams last night. I mean, I know it's one win. People are now going to poo-poo the, the Browns. Oh, why well, they got to act like that after one win. Let me tell you something. I don't care what team it is. The first win in two years... All right, everyone's going to be celebrating. And you know what? 
I mean, let's be honest with ourselves. It sucks it happened to the Jets. Was any Jet fan not calling this in the week how this would be typical Jets to give the Browns the first win in over 30 games? I mean, did you not see this coming from a mile away? You had to. It's typical Jets if you've been a Jet fan. It's typical Jets to blow it a lead where the Todd Bowles defense is supposed to be so good where you blow a lead against the Cleveland Browns. Their backup rookie quarterback comes in, shows you up, and then they celebrate like it's New Year's Eve on their field. And rightfully so, I can't even hate them for it. This will always come back to the head coach. I've watched the post game. I stayed up last night and watched the post game. And he's saying, oh, it's on me. It is. And you know what? I'm calling out Chris Johnson. Because Chris Johnson, when he took over for Woody, supposedly, said, all I want to see is growth. Where is your growth? Where is your growth, Chris Johnson? Do you know the game? Do you watch the game? We have penalty after penalty after penalty. And you want to say, well, that's the players. No, it's the coach. You don't know football then. Because if the same player is making the same mistakes, he comes off the field. It's that simple. And I told you last year, pull up driving with Joe from last year, Jets mess. Pull up it from last year where Robbie Anderson, even when Bryce Petty was our quarterback, Robbie Anderson throwing tantrums on the field, throwing his hands up in disgust at Bryce Petty. Who the hell are you, Robbie Anderson? You've done nothing. Nothing. Robbie Anderson has one move, and it's go deep. And everybody knows it. Robbie Anderson... Turtle dicks the inside route. He short arms and alligator arms and he slam passes. He's too loose with the football. Our best wide receiver on this team and the guy who's showing he has a connection with Darnold is a Nunwa. Sometimes Darnold relies on him too much. Then it's curse. Robbie Anderson, goodbye. I know Robbie Anderson might have the highest ceiling for potential. And with all these wide receiver free agents, you give the money to a Nunwa. You find a way to get money to curse. Goodbye, Robbie Anderson. And I'm afraid they're going to mess that up too. And I know we're getting ahead of ourselves. Okay, we'll deal with that in the offseason. But I got to tell you, okay, this whole organization is a disaster. So I challenge Chris Johnson, where is the growth? Where is the growth? Don't tell me Jamal Adams is getting better. Jamal Adams is a very, very good safety. Can be a great safety. Jamal Adams was going to get better no matter who his coach was. From year one to year two to year three to year four. He's going to get better as long as a coach does not get in his way. Now, is he going to jump from being a 5 out of a 10 to a 9 out of a 10? Let me tell you something. If Bowles is such a good defense coordinator, Jamal Adams, Jamal Adams with his skill set should be the best safety in football. And I don't think he is yet. 
So I would say he's stifling his growth. And I don't care year two. That's how good Adams is. Where's the growth of Leonard Williams? Where's the growth of the linebacking core? They talked about in the postgame. Bart Scott is not good on radio or TV. But the man knows his football and his man knows his, his linebacker play. You got Duke Johnson who's caught more balls than any running back. He's basically a wide receiver. And you got Avery Williamson. Avery Williamson, who can't run for anything. Where's Darren Lee guarding him? Isn't that why we drafted this guy? I mean, come on. The schemes are not there. You want to show me a video on the Jets' Facebook and Twitter about Bulls doing linebacker drills and making a one-hand catch and smiling? I don't care. I don't care. You know where that would be cool? If Belichick did it. If Mike McCarthy did it. Somebody with some clout. Somebody with a ring. Sean Payton did it. Pete Carroll, even though he's, he's a little bit of a joke himself. He did it. Don't show me Todd Ball. Hey, Todd, why don't you teach him something? I'm going to make the guys laugh. Oh, you know, well, sooner or later, the guys have to play. Let me say this. I don't care what level of football it is. That is a cop-out. Obviously, the players need to play. As a coach, you put the best 11 on the field. But when they start to show you game in and game out, they're not getting the job done, you need to replace them. And if you don't replace them, shame on you as the coach. And if you don't have anyone to replace them with, then shame on you as the coach and the GM. Don't hang this on McCagnin, although he's not innocent. Don't hang this on McCagnin. Bowles and McCagnin are making these calls on these people. They're making these calls on these guys when they draft them. When they sign them, they're right in there. Another mistake by the Johnsons. You need your GM. You need your GM feeding your coach. Unless your coach is a Parcells, a Belichick, someone who's been there. Like Parcells says, if they want me to make the dinner, let me shop for the groceries. Bowles doesn't deserve that. This team has been handpicked by Todd the Turd Bowles. That is what we watch. Week in and week out. That is what we are seeing on our television sets. And there are still some Jeff fans. Oh, we should stay with them. Consistency. Give me a break. You watched that game last night. You watch it from a minute and 27 seconds. And I want you to watch the Cleveland Browns sideline. Greg Williams was coaching until that clock hit zero. Todd Haley was coaching until that clock hit zero. Hugh Jackson didn't know what the fuck he was doing. He didn't know what he was doing with his hands. He's squeezing them. Ah, he's freaking out. He's freaking out. Hugh Jackson's waking up today like it's Christmas in September. But if I'm a GM, if I'm an owner, I'm happy. Hey, Coach Jackson, congratulations. You and your staff, everything else. In the back of my mind, if I'm really evaluating, I'm saying this guy is freaking out on a week three win, his first win in 30 games. He should be as relaxed as you can ever be because he shouldn't even have a job. He should be celebrating. Enjoy your win. He looked stressed as shit from 127 on when the Jets still had the ball. Stressing out. 
That is not a head coach. That is not a head coach. You need to coach. Head coaches actually have to coach. They actually have to be heads of an organization. They actually have to be leaders. It's very simple. It's it's not brain surgery here. Robbie Anderson keeps making mistakes. He gets off the field. Well, that's the best we have. Well, then that's an issue. Then you guys don't know who you're evaluating. Stupid penalties. Crowell. Stupid penalties. You want to say that ticky-tack, they shouldn't be penalties? Fine, but you know what? That's the NFL in 2018. You got to coach that up. You got to coach that up. Against the Cleveland Browns. The Cleveland Browns. Think about that. The offensive line. Told you it was concerned going into the season. When I'm right, I'm right. Do not hate on Donald. Do not hate on Sam Donald. You finally want to throw a deep ball? When everyone's playing prevent? When you're down by four and a field goal won't win it? Now you want to throw a deep ball, Bates? And you know what? I'm going to kill Bates throughout the year, but I'm going to go back and forth. Well, I'm going to kill him, and then I'm going to be like, what do you expect? The guy's never called a game. I've coached high school football at all levels. Even the little kids. Bates hasn't even done that. He doesn't know what he's doing. And it goes back to what I said, because Bowles can't get anybody to coach with them. Because they won't take direction from someone who they don't respect. It's simple. This goes back to year one. Chris Ivory showing up to late, late to meetings. Sheldon Richardson late to meetings. On and on it goes. Penalty after penalty after penalty. Personal foul after personal foul after person. I mean, wh- where is the growth, Johnson? Where is the growth? And what scares me is we don't have the next head coach on staff. We don't. It will be a complete gut job. If you are really evaluating this staff, it is a complete gut job or we are the new Cleveland Browns. We are the new Cincinnati Bengals. No hope in sight. Let's not make Sam Darnold Andy Dalton where the guy has all the tools in the world but the coach stifles him because he doesn't know how to build a team. He doesn't know how to coach. Let's not do that to Sammy Day. This entire staff needs to go. The entire staff. And you know what? Send the message. Get rid of Todd Bowles. Okay? I don't care who you promote. I don't care who you promote. As an interim, it doesn't even matter. Todd Bowles and his entire staff, and then gut the staff. I mean, I've been saying this for the last three years. Okay? Because just like evaluating talent, the eyeballs don't lie. They don't lie. This guy does not know what he's doing. He doesn't. The staff doesn't know. And unfortunately, I don't see this. I don't see this going anywhere. Guys, I had us 
five wins, maybe six wins. You look at that schedule. You tell me where you're fighting four more wins. I don't see it. And my biggest fear, and I didn't get to it yet, and I'm going to end with this. My biggest fear and my biggest gut reaction right now is that in the next week or two, Todd Bowles will sit Sam Darnold and start Josh McCown. I'm going to leave you with that, Jeff fans, because that's your head coach. That's our head coach. That's what he's going to do. He will bench Sam Darnold, and he will start Josh McCown. And he'll tell you all the things. We need a spark. We need this. Josh has a good command of the offense. I trust Josh. Sam just needs more time. Blah, blah, blah. And let me tell you something. Let me tell you. That would be as bad as what McAdoo did to Eli Manning. Because it makes no sense. It makes no sense. Jeff fans, we are the laughing stock of the NFL right now. And with Todd the Turtle running the show, we've been in for a while. What a disaster. Jets mess. I'll see you later.